Hey, you are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. Okay, welcome back to the Inspire Her podcast. I am so pumped uh, for this night's podcast because tonight I am introducing someone who I just happened to meet by accident. A friend of a friend actually took me into her shop and I... You know, I'm just kind of standing there and like looking around her store and I've never been in there before. And I was like, man, I really like this stuff. And I think sometimes when you walk into stores, you're like, oh my, is the person actually going to talk to me? Am I just going to stare at stuff? Like, I don't know. And this girl walks over and was like, hi, and was just this. I mean, just like you felt like you've known her forever and immediately started talking to me, like not knowing who I was, not knowing anything. And just um, maybe we've like come across in passing on social media, but just just wanted to talk and, you know, and say, here's my store. This is everything. This is what I do. And I immediately talking to her, like while she's talking, I kept thinking like, I need this for my podcast. I need her on the Inspire Her podcast because she is everything that I say about women and just talking to people and saying hello and making women feel comfortable. And I think it's so important that, especially when it's your store and your little home base to be that way. And I was thinking that, gosh, everybody would want to walk into the store, if anything, just so they could meet her and feel like her like vibes and her high energy. And I just loved it. So um, so I am going to introduce Melissa Bana, who is the owner of Mint and Major. And so I, it's so crazy because I have followed Mint and Major and I've seen uh, a lot of people wearing her jewelry and I thought it was really cool. And then to actually be in her store and meet her and she was so awesome. Um, so I'm so excited to turn it over to Melissa. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about your story. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I'm like, who is she talking about? (laughs) Um, You're so sweet. So I started in um, fashion in 1996. And uh, that's really dating myself. But I was what you would call a dump runner, which sounds horrible, which is basically the girl who runs all the clothes back that everyone tries on in the fitting room at Nordstrom. And it was at the Nordstrom and Towson Town Center. And I was just so thrilled to do that job because I was working at Nordstrom. And I remember thinking, you know, I was working there for one day, literally, and thinking this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I just was running clothes back. Uh, But I did have a vision for where I wanted to go. And I always loved fashion, always loved putting things together. And so I thought that was a, a stepping stone and a place to start. So I worked there for 10 years and I worked myself from that position, which was essentially just like entry level, like you weren't even considered a salesperson at the time because I was still in high school. And then I started all the way up to a buyer, I became a buyer for them at age 23. And my entire career, I would say, was all in footwear, which was a really tough place to be because it was. 90% run by all men, which sounds really weird because it was women's footwear. (laughs) Uh, So there was a lot of, you know, proving yourself, especially being um, young and a woman in this all male dominant industry. And it's still like that to this day. 
believe it or not, if you walk in any of the showrooms or I think it's changed a little bit, but I would say it's still about 60-40, so 60% men, male-dominated, 40% women. And um, so that was, that was a hurdle that I had to overcome pretty young and kind of understanding that, you know, you have to work a little bit harder. And, you know, I never got treated poorly or anything like that. I was very fortunate. I had an amazing mentor and he really sort of groomed me for the position that I was in. But I, I saw all the different things that people talk about, you know, like, the good old boy thing and and all of that and and I just sort of stayed the course and really focused on the job and being the best that I can be and so I did that position for I would say as a buyer for about six years and really loved it moved all over the you know the east coast for the company but then they decided to move all of their offices to Seattle and that was just not a place that I saw myself moving to and relocating. And so all of a sudden, this place that I built this entire career um, and family with, because it was truly one of the best places I've ever worked, and we'll still say that to this day, started to build this like amazing family and, you know, had all of these awesome connections. Now I have to start all over again. And I really didn't know what that was going to look like. So I kind of bounced around. I did the anthropology thing. I did the J. Crew thing and um, did a lot of store director roles and that still, you know, connecting with customers, which was something that I really loved to do. And but I missed the whole product and selection and all of that. So I kept looking for things in Baltimore. And I'll be honest with you, as everybody probably knows, there's not a lot out there. There's a few businesses that are in fashion based in Baltimore. And one of the companies that caught my eye at the time was South Moon Under. And I had shopped there for years and would always go into the Towson store and was connecting um, with this manager all the time. She was so fabulous. I'll, I'll, I'll name drop her. Her name was Julie. And she um, was just a great person. She Every time you walked in, she made you feel awesome. And she was always so helpful and she kept trying to recruit me. And at the time I was working for a product development company. So I was buying and um, buying footwear, um, really expensive footwear and picking it apart, which sounds really weird, like looking at the design and then finding ways to sort of replicate this footwear at more of like a affordable level for people like Victoria's Secret, Urban Outfitters. So I was doing everything from costing all the way up to like the wholesale and product development and selling. And it was a great job. And I think I probably would have stuck with it, but the company decided after a hundred years of business <laughs> that they were going to sell. So I was like, Oh God, now what am I going to do? And I had a few months to kind of figure it out. And so I went to South Moon Under and talk to Julie and she's like, look, we're growing. There's a great opportunity. Like you're not going to be able to come in as a buyer uh, because there was no like footwear buying position at the time. She's like, but I think you could come in and really like kind of like create your own path with this company. Um, and that's basically what I did when I joined them. They had 12 stores and they had just opened up a beautiful store in the National Harbor, which was an amazing place to kind of get my feet wet. And it was a great opportunity to understand and know the company from like the ground level, really understanding who the customer is, how they shop, 
what they're looking for. And then from there, I think I did that position as a store director for about six months. And then I went over to the Bethesda store, which was being fully remodeled. And that was really when my career kind of took off with the company. I was able to turn that store around, which had been struggling. And after two years, was able to, essentially, I created my own position at the home office. And that was when I left the Baltimore area, relocated to Ocean City, Maryland in the wintertime, which I do not recommend to anyone. <laughs> um, it was extremely shocking and eye-opening, but I had this like great opportunity and career that I really just kind of like dove into. And, you know, with that company came so many opportunities, so much exposure to, you know, great brands. And I will say this, and, you know, I strongly believe I was able to work with the most talented buyers I had ever worked with in all of my career, you know, having worked with various different companies. Uh, these people that I worked with there were so talented and so innovative. And really, I think at the time, like you don't really know how good you had it. And I don't think I really knew how great it was until now I can really reflect back and be like, wow, like it was, and I think I shared that a little bit with you in the store. Like it was kind of like a magical thing to be able to work side by side with people that you're so connected to. And then also that are so talented that share the same passion and vision um, that you have. So it was an amazing time. I had spent almost 10 years um, as a, you know, employee with South Moon Under, carrying like various positions. When I left, I was a senior merchant and I oversaw all of the non-apparel. So essentially everything that I focus on right now in at Minton Major is what I oversaw there with the exception of footwear, which we don't carry. Um, but it was an amazing time. And and I learned so much, and I think that's why I was able to really see the vision of Minton Major so clearly um, because I had spent so many years really dissecting the whole like non-apparel world. And um, I always loved, and I'll tell you why I love it. I always loved accessories, and for one reason, it doesn't matter what you look like, how much weight you have gained or lost. You could be pregnant, you could be in the best shape of your life, you could be in the worst shape of your life. You always can wear a pair of earrings, you can always buy a lipstick. And I wanted people when they shopped at Minton Major to always feel great when they walked out of the store. And that's why I always focused on accessories and jewelry and things like that, because I want people to feel included and I want everyone that comes in to know that they can walk out and buy something and it's always going to, you know, earrings are always going to fit an accessory is always going to fit. And me personally, having had so many times where I would walk into like these amazing stores in New York and you're like, Oh, I see everything that I love. And you know, they're contemporary sizes. So like the size 10 is basically like a size, you know, two. <laughs> so you're like, you know, you leave feeling kind of defeated. And this happened to me a lot. I mean, I'm not, you know, the smallest girl, but I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an average size of a person. And I'm like, if God, if I'm leaving feeling like this, you know, how are people, how is like, you know, a plus size person feeling walking into these stores? And I just never wanted anyone 
to feel that way kind of shopping with Minton Major. I love all of this. You know, I was like writing notes while you're talking because, and I, and I had to get a new piece of paper because I was thinking of all the amazing things that you're saying. And I'll tell you that I first started with that you were a 23 year old buyer, which is like, you're buying stuff for Nordstrom's, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. insane. Like that. And it was, <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I have to say, like, and I have to mention his name. His name is Dino Pashoni. He really saw something in me, I think, that I didn't see in myself. He was not the easiest person, like, meaning he was very, like, high expectations. I mean, you, if you were working underneath of him in any capacity, like, if he was your DMM or you know, manager, like you were, you know, putting in excellence every single day. And I think that that level of expectation helped me grow so much faster than maybe if I would have worked for, you know, someone who was just good. I think that he just brought something out of me that I didn't even know existed in myself. And I also you know, realize, you know, when I was in that position, obviously, that, you know, I had a lot to prove at like, and so I never wanted to disappoint anyone either. So that was also like that driving factor of, and I was managing a $22 million business at that time. So it was, I was, I relocated to Florida. And so not only am I a buyer, but now I'm a buyer in a new market with all these really strong buyers next to me. So very intimidating. You're just amazing because, you know, you're imagining like I, all these, you know, women, you know, these, you know, 50 year old women coming in Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's is a high class place, you know, and here you are like, you're 23 buying the product for them. I mean, that's like, hello, you're awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. That's Um, really cool. Um, you know, also, um, you know, what I really like admire about you is that one, you just, you never settled like in your story, you're like, okay, you did it. You did it. Okay. This didn't fit. I'm going to do something else. Like you didn't just like wait around, you know, like you didn't want to go to Seattle. No, that's not my passion. I'm going to figure something out, you know, but you also stayed with places a long time. Like you, you know, you did, you've done a lot and, but you also didn't settle for anything. You're like, okay, I want to do what's for me, what fits, you know, my mold and what's my passion. I think that's incredible. Thank you. I mean, I think that, you know, obviously like, you know, one of the things that I want to share with people is, you know, there isn't this like, you know, roadmap, you know, easy, like start to finish path to success, right? Like, you know, people always say like, you know, when, when do you think you'll ever feel successful? And I don't know that there's ever that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I've made it. You know what I mean? Like even working for all these great companies, I think there's this like level of like things that you want to still accomplish. And, you know, when I started with, you know, started Minton Major, I'll kind of give you like the idea behind it all. I mean, obviously, like I said, I wanted to share something with people. I wanted people to be able to come into the store and feel confident and and be able to buy products that they felt good about themselves and leaving. But also, you know, it hasn't been easy. There's been so many setbacks with this business that I 
could not have foreseen or even if there was a crystal ball that I would have saw all these setbacks, I got to be honest, I don't know if I would have did it. You know what I mean? Because there were so many things that were so unpredictable and like just off the wall. But I think having those experiences with these bigger, larger companies allowed me to be able to know how to like pivot and move forward or, okay, I have to like move, move this around or change this around. I don't know if without that experience, I would have been able to handle all of these setbacks and handle all of the changes and things that would have happened. So I think that's great because you applied everything that you were learning into doing your own business. So this gets into what, what happened? Like, what was your like part where you said, okay, I'm getting out of corporate. I'm going to do my own thing. So I think one of the things that I've always strived to make sure, and people are probably going to roll their eyes when I say this is like, I don't want my life to be driven by money. And I think that money is important and I think it, you have to have it. And obviously my goal is obviously to be able to take care of myself and pay my bills and all of those different things. But what I was finding in where I was in my life at that time, that I was making the most money I'd ever made. Okay. Lived in the most beautiful apartment. I, you know, I always joke around. I was like, I'll never live in an apartment this night. Like probably never will. Like it's the most beautiful place living in Annapolis. I had, you know, everything at my disposal and I was not personally happy. And I had to really dig deep in that. I had to find out what was it that was making me feel this way when I had all these amazing things to be grateful for. And so I went and, and I saw a life coach because I believe that it's important to, you know, take care of your mental health and really dig deep. And in this process of conversation, you know, there was this dream that I always had that I think I like buried it, you know, because you start making money and you start working for corporate companies and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that, but there was this dream, there was this like fire inside of me that I had always wanted to branch out on my own. And there was, there was this sort of like period in my life that I think I just shut that out. Like, maybe it was self-doubt, maybe it was just circumstances, whatever it was. And I really couldn't deny it anymore. And I think that was the, the pivotal point in my life. When I left the company, um, you know, it was on great terms, but it definitely was a little more spontaneous than I think the average person would make a move like this. So those are things that I would say, you know, if I could go back and do things differently, I would do things differently. Um, I would maybe have like a six month out plan, but I was at a place where I had to make a decision on like, do I continue to go to work and be unhappy? And, and again, I want to stress that it was me that was unhappy. It wasn't anything that anyone was doing at work or anything like that. It was something that I had to deal with. And um, so what I did was a little outrageous. And I definitely think that people thought I lost my mind. I quit my job. I gave them three weeks notice. I sold everything that wasn't bolted down 
in my apartment, including pretty much every designer handbag that I've ever had. And working at Nordstrom and all these different places, trust me, I had a lot of them. <laughs> and uh, I kept one. I have one bag that I held one to because I was like, I don't want to lose everything. But I sold everything that wasn't bolted down. I made this decision that I was so stuck on material things at the time that I had to shed myself of all of these things. And so I booked a trip also to go to Honduras at the end at like mid-August. And I was going to go there and build a house for families in need with a group um, that I was working with. And so I had all these things laid out that were leading me to these like positive changes in my life. So selling everything, you know, I was going to go and kind of escape where I, you know, felt comfortable I left my apartment. I ended up like moving all my stuff that I had left, which was basically just clothes to my parents' house. And then I ended up staying at my sister's house at the beach in Ocean City, which I called like my happy place. And I worked for a friend of mine who had a retail store just as a salesperson, like three days a week, just so I could like get out and talk to people and meet people. And I'll be honest with you, at that time, I wanted nothing to do with retail. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to figure out my life. I was, I thought I was going to like move to like a third world country and all these different things. And I did that. Um, while I was living at the beach, I was helping her and got inspired again. Like she had this beautiful store and all these customers were coming in and, um, it was somebody I had worked with at South Moon Under. And I was just so impressed and so excited, you know, by what she had created in such a short period of time. And then I, you know, so I was feeling really good about myself, like really like, okay, I do like retail. I do love fashion. You know, it was just, I didn't like the direction that I was going, you know, where I was. And then when I was in Honduras, um, a three hour bus ride that should have only taken three hours ended up taking nine hours because of a construction road. So I'm on this bus for nine hours, questioning everything, like what in the heck am I doing? Why am I here? And that is when I believe in my heart that God gave me the vision for this business because everything just came so naturally. I mean, I was typing things into my phone for hours, you know, just dropping all these ideas and all these different things. I didn't even have a name at that time. Um, I mean, I had floated Minton Major out there, you know, because it was something that I kept going back to, but it was just more about like ideas at that time. And that was in August. And we launched the website in January of 2018. So that was August of 2017. Um, and so a lot came really fast. And that's why I truly believe that it wasn't just my vision, that I believe that it was given to me, you know, by a higher power. I mean, I was not expecting this story to go there. <laughs> like, I was like, you are so incredible. I like, I am so glad we're doing this because this is something everybody needs to hear because I feel like, I mean, you know, for people, if you don't know Minton Major, but it is currently popped up in Kenilworth and, you know, I feel like you would walk by there and be like, oh, wow, she is established. Like, this is awesome. Um, but behind that is this girl who's on a bus ride to in Honduras, in Honduras to build houses who comes up with this vision for this. I mean, that's, do you know how awesome you are? 
Like, <laughs> so, so well, that's why I, th- I don't think it was me. Like, honestly, like, there's just no way that this could have come to where it is. Um, and I do like to share that. My faith is so important to me. There's no, like, I believe so much in things that are meant to be. And I believe that when you put yourself out there for other people, right, and you do selfless acts and, and not because you want something in return, like, I think you have to have a heart for gratitude and you have to ha- have a heart for giving. But I do think when you put yourself out there in that way, I do believe that God rewards you. And I think my reward was this vision for the business. And again, nothing's like super easy. It didn't, it wasn't like, okay, now all of a sudden everything's like popping. It's just, this was the foundation that I think, you know, that was given to me. And so that's why I can't give up. I know that sounds crazy. There's like people who are like, oh, like, you know, a lot of things, you know, you know, when we were going to sign and sell coin and then that sort of fell through and it was circumstances beyond my control. And everybody would say to me, like, I don't know how you keep pushing through. And I'm like, I have to, like, God didn't give me this vision to lead me this far for me to quit because I believe that there's something bigger that I just can't see it, but it's there. And I feel it in my heart and it's more than just a store and it's more about connection and it's more about, you know, creating a culture and an environment where people do feel inspired and empowered. And I can, you know, bring people who have a passion for retail and, and fashion and, creativity and give them opportunities, you know, to work with the brand. And, and I feel like we're already doing that. Um, we connected with a lot of people this year and, and, you know, if someone tells me they have a dream to do something, you know, one of the girls I met at a pop-up, her name is Brenda. And she told me, you know, God, I just like have this dream of like doing window installs and she's been doing all my window installs and she's killing it. Like my windows right now for holiday are probably the best I've ever seen. Like, I mean, in my opinion, I think they're the best in the mall, but that's just my opinion. (laughs) Um, But she's just amazing. But it's more than just her doing the windows. It's like, I get to see her dream being fulfilled through this brand. And that means more to me than what the windows look like. Yeah. And it's because you went for your dream, which I think is so awesome. Like, you paved a way for someone else to do, do it too, which I think is really cool, which is the whole yeah. idea behind inspire her is to inspire other women to go for it as well. So, okay. So here you are. So, you know, for a little recap, this you're, you're let you leave corporate. You're like, okay, I'm out of here. I just, this isn't where my heart is. I just can't do, you know, and then you go to Honduras and then you come back and you're like, now, when, how long were you in Honduras for? I was, I was there for a total of seven days. Okay. So you're there for seven days and this is like brewing inside of you. Like I'm doing this. So when you come back, like where did, where did where'd that go? How do you do that? So when I came back, I mean, now we're talking about, you know, mid, mid August, late August. It was like all hands on deck. So now I'm, you know, going, uh, filing for an LLC, you know, doing all the paperwork stuff first, which is like, you got to get your business in order. You got to get all of that squared away. Now, one thing that I have that was an advantage that, you know, 
it's something that I'm sure not a lot of people will have at their disposal is I already had all the connections and the vendors and I already had the credibility. So, you know, I was going to market and researching the brands that I wanted to bring in, um, but I already kind of knew who I wanted to work with based on those relationships, you know, 20 plus years in this industry. And so that part, I think, which would have been pretty much a struggle for a lot of people, like breaking in right away, that was, you know, easy. A lot of the vendors that I worked with gave me things on terms, which means I don't have to pay for the product. You know, they just based it off. I have no business credit at this point. This is how I know God was like involved. You know, I have no business credit. Like I have, you know, I, I create this LLC and now I have these vendors giving me stuff basically sending me the product for free. And then, you know, I am telling them, well, I'm not launching the website until January. And they're like, yeah, no problem. You can just, you know, that's when, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, bill you. So those relationships come in handy. Now, not everybody was able to do that. But yeah, so from September, essentially until January, we launched January, I believe January 7th of 2018. And um, at the time, you know, it was supposed to just be, the website was supposed to be a tool, like a marketing tool to, you know, create this buzz about the brand. And then, you know, we were going to open up in Fells Point, sign a lease, and it was, that was going to be all she wrote. And that was in January of 2018. And I didn't open my pop-up until September of 2019. So lots of roadblocks were coming my way that I couldn't have predicted and mostly things that were like out of my control. Um, at one point I was going to have a huge investor who, um, you know, was going to inject, you know, all this money into the business and, you know, because of personal, you know, reasons, that you know they had a personal tragedy happen in their life didn't want to move to baltimore decided you know that this wasn't going to be something that you know they wanted to do i look at those things as blessings right you don't want somebody to come in that doesn't really have the heart into it but that was a setback then we saw i signed a lease in fells point do an entire build out and then there's a leak in the space and it's a continuing thing that just continues and continues to the point where I have to make a decision to stay or go. And I believe in my heart when you push up against a door that's not opening, it's a sign to stop pushing up against the door. The day that I decided to leave that space and move forward, which I had no idea what I was going to do in terms of a space, the ne very next day, I get a call from Kenilworth saying, hey, we have this really cool space. Would you be interested in doing a pop-up? So it was like everything aligned at the time. And, um, and since I've been there, it's been amazing. Uh, the customers are awesome. Uh, we had an extremely awesome opening party. And um, now we're just really trying to connect with everybody like inside of, you know, this community that's still very new for me because I kind of built this brand down in Baltimore City. And now I'm building this brand up here in, um, in Kenilworth and, you know, connecting with people. And that's the thing that I love to do the most. So I love being in the store and I love seeing people, you know, enjoy the space and something really cute happened to me on Saturday. This girl was like shopping in the store. Uh, I'm sorry, it was Friday. She was shopping in the store 
And then her mom messaged me and said, oh my gosh, my daughter, you know, loves your store. She came home, she told her dad all about the store. And, you know, she just had such a great time and is so happy. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, like it's a store, but like it meant something to her. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what keeps me going and, and keeps me pushing. Oh yeah. I mean, but I will say it's definitely something I got from you is that you, I, I, even, I wrote this down where, where I said you are totally interested in the customer and I would say that, I mean, that's why I was so drawn to you was because you are so personable and so kind and in every story that you've told so far about every single place where you've worked, you're always interested in the customer, like what they want, what they do. Like you like talking to them. You want to be around them. Like you want to be in it. And I think that's, you know, that's why, what makes you different from other people or what's going to set you apart is because you really do like it shows in everything you're saying just visiting you, like you are into your customer. Like you're all about that experience and I love it. Yeah, I just, I do. I, I mean, I guess it's, it sounds cliche, but I do view every person that comes into the store and some customers I am friends with now, you know, like even just, you know, like I was texting with a customer last night and I mean, I just met her like three weeks ago. I just, um, I just genuinely want people to like, I want people to come into the store and I want to take all that stress of their life away. And I want to create something that's special to them that they leave and they feel good. And I do view my customers as my friends and, you know, all the people that I've met throughout all these different events and pop-ups. I mean, like, for example, tomorrow I'm going to an event and it's like a lot of these people I didn't know a year ago. And now it's like, I consider them very close friends and confidants in this industry. And I think that that's the most important thing to me is the relationships. Like, I don't care if you buy something, like I just want you to leave feeling good. And I always tell people like, that's why we do the hoop tea Friday happy hours. So people feel like they can come to the store. They don't have to buy anything, but they can like come hang out and, and have fun with us because that's like what I'm trying to create. I love it. I love it. Wait, okay, so you, wait, you have Friday happy hours? Yeah, so we do Friday happy hours. We partnered with Hoop Tea, which is, um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they are based in Ocean City. They're an awesome um, partner. They launched this 90 calorie, if you can believe it, little alcoholic. It's called Hoop Tea Air. And um, we do Friday happy hours. We have a little mini fridge in there and you can come. You got to be 21 years old, though. Um, And you can come (laughs) hang out with us every Friday. And the drinks are for free. And it's just, so that we can get to know the customer in a setting where it's not about buying or selling, but it's just about like having fun. I love that. What a great idea. Seriously. Like that's awesome. You're great now. Okay. So what (laughs) advice, so people listening and you know, I know how you said one of the things you said, we're talking about, you know, how you had the buyers or like you knew a lot about this going into it. Um, But you also worked really hard, you know, beforehand to get to there as well. So what advice would you give to somebody who like, there's a girl listening who's like, I have always wanted to open my own store or my own boutique. What would you tell them they should do? Like, what is your advice? I mean, I think the the number one thing that you're going to do that I think is going to set that person apart from other people is work in a boutique, you know, and be transparent. Like, 
come into a store like a Minton major and say, look, I have a passion for wanting to open up my own store and I'm going to do everything in my power to, um, you know, to learn from you and grow from you. Like, I respect that. So I think, you know, being hands-on is you're going to learn more by being hands-on in the store, working with someone who's, you know, already forging the path than you are doing research online. And, and that's going to be important too. Like you're going to need to do your research and you're going to need to read trend reports if you want to be good and at the top level in this industry. A lot of people don't do that. So a lot of people will just, you know, go to market and they'll just, you know, look at what the customer, I mean, what the, the vendors are showing and they'll buy the product. And, and I just don't operate that way. I am going to market with a point of view. I'm looking for specific things for my customer that I know that they'll like, and if they can't find it, you know, and it's not there, then I'm going to do some research and I'm going to figure it out. So I would say, you know, making sure they understand the market trends, uh, that they understand, you know, what vendors that their customer is going to like, you know, if your average price point is, let's say, you know, $68, then you don't want to bring in a brand that, you know, something is $250 because your customer is going to be such a, a gap between those two things. Um, I also think, you know, if you want to go to, if you're, if the girl's in college and she wants to, you know, study fashion merchandising, I would say, you know, do that. You know, a lot of people are scared to to go all in, and I think that's something that's really important because those classes, you know, all the fashion merchandising classes that I've taken, you know, that's the stuff that, you know, makes you understand the business aspect of it, and that's really crucial. I think a lot of people don't understand there's so much math and business behind the buying. Um, a lot of people think, oh, like, you're just going to New York and you're just, um, you know, picking out things. And it's like, there's so much inventory management, there's so much math um, and analytics, you know, that you have to understand as well as marketing, like who are you marketing to? And making sure that you're setting yourself apart from the market. So if you're, you know, I'll just use an example, gonna open up a store in DC on a street where it's all restaurants and there's no retail, that's probably gonna be tough for you because there's nothing that you're balanced out with. But if you're gonna open up in DC and there's a footwear store and there's a clothing boutique and there's a beauty store and you wanna set yourself as like, you know, a jewelry person, then you're probably gonna be successful there. So I think it's just like making sure you understand where you fit into the market and, and what's gonna be best for you. Um, but there's a lot to be said about just connecting with someone who's willing to be your mentor. Um, and that's something that I'm super passionate about and that I would love to do for someone. Um, but I think if you can find that person, I mean, that's going to set you way ahead of anything else. I love that you're so willing to help others, like, you know, to empower other women to do it too. I think that's super awesome of you. Oh my God. I mean, I would love, I mean, I'm, I would love to find someone who says, Melissa, I love what you're doing and I'm passionate about this business, but I don't think I could work for you forever. Yes, I want that person. And when you see that person fly and soar on their own, that means you did what you were supposed to do. And that's really what we're supposed to do when we're here on this earth is we're supposed to inspire other people. We're supposed to share your gift that you have. 
so that other people can find their passion and purpose. If you're not doing that, it's like, what are you doing? You know? I love that. That could be the quote for this whole podcast. You know, like that is, (laughs) that is everything. That is everything. And I love that. And I, I feel like since getting to know so many like successful women and just, you know, interviewing so many great people, that is what it all boils down to is just women supporting other women and the people who lead with passion and wanting to genuinely help others. Like those are the people that I'm finding are succeeding the most. Like, and I think it's great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So what is your, what is your next big thing? Like, what is your like, oh crap goal? Oh gosh. I mean, that's, so I definitely have a lot of things that I want to do in 2020, but I think the main thing that I would like to establish is a more permanent location. So we are in Kenilworth now and we've been asked to stay through the spring, which is super exciting um, because we thought it was only going to be like a temporary pop-up. And I think that's a smart decision for us to do like another season to see how we do there. Cause we're doing really well, but you know, retail is volatile. So like, you know, I want to be smart about that. I think I want to do more connections and events that aren't necessarily um, sales driven, um, but more about experiences. So I'm excited because I'm connecting with the founder's house. I don't know if you're familiar with them, and I'll be at one of their next events and, and they are really um, in line with like empowering and, um, you know, really helping women connect. Um, but my oh crap goal, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, would probably be to, to see where, you know, Mint and Major can go more as a brand. So especially the jewelry. So we've had people reach out to us wanting to carry the line in their store. And I'm just trying to figure out how I can navigate that um, because the more brand exposure, obviously, the more um, people will find out about us. And I want to give people the opportunity to sell the, you know, the, the jewelry line in the store. So I'm just trying to figure out who I would partner with and, and what, feels, um, what feels right. And, you know, not saturate the brand, but really position ourselves in a place in the market where we're in great boutiques um, with women who have like-minded visions. I think that's the most important thing for me. I mean, Melissa, I think this is so cool. I mean, that you're, you started out like, oh, I want to sell my own stuff. I want to do my own thing. And now people want to sell your stuff. I mean, holy full circle moment here. Like, this is so cool. I know. Like, it is really cool. Like, when when some people reach out, it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, so now it's just, like, navigating what that would look like and making sure, because, again, with, with growing, you don't want to grow too fast, too soon, and not have, like, the infrastructure. So I think the most important thing for me right now is finding that, you know, right-hand person um, that can really help grow this business with me um, who can devote the time and energy to it. I mean, I have two amazing girls, but they're both in, you know, in college. So they have to focus on their, you know, what they're doing right now, but finding that right hand person that can help me navigate through when these opportunities come, you know, if we can take it or not. Well, that's, that's seriously incredible. 
Um, okay, before we pop off here, what is and where does mint, mint and major come from? Oh, um, the name? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody always asks me that. Okay, so mint means fresh. So fresh, we always want to have like the freshest, coolest stuff. And major is a mindset. So I always say, you know, I want the woman who shops at Minton Major to have that mindset that she's major. And so, you know, like if something happens cool in your life, you want to say like that's major, um, you know, and so having that major mindset that nothing can hold you back, nothing can stop you. Um, and that's really, that's really what it boils down to. I think I, I love that you said this because I had no idea. I was like, that's such a cool name. I like Minton Major, but knowing like a fresh mindset, I love that. So how did you, you just were just thinking, how does a name come up like that? How do you? Just that's thinking? so funny. So it actually came up. I have to give credit to my friends because we were all on a drive down to North Carolina and we were, I was throwing some names and some of the names I was throwing out there, people were looking at me like, girl. That is bad. Like, I think at one point I had like bubbly in the like title and my friends like, it sounds like a bar. Like, I don't know if I would think that was a boutique. And so I started like, we started like brain dumping and um, I always use the term major and I don't know where it kind of came from. I think it was like maybe like watching too much Rachel Zoe or like, I just always use that. Like, I'd be like, oh my God, that's so major. And I have on my Pinterest, my personal Pinterest from when Pinterest first started, an actual board called major. So it was like, it almost all was like meant to be um, because it came full circle because I had always called like things that were cool in fashion major. And the mint was because I always loved the color mint and I threw out minty and then I was like, oh, mint fresh, it's cool. And so we all just sort of mashed it together, but I, it wasn't just me. It was definitely like a collaboration because I think I would have ended up with just the word major um, had I not had some help. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I feel like I can never look at it the same now because it's now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so, but you know, also the, the reason behind your name, it just, it really, everything plays into this customer experience, experience that you're creating. And I think, I think it's seriously incredible. So, oh, well, you, you, this is one of the longest podcasts I could listen. I feel like you have so much more bottled up in there and we're going to have to do like a repeat podcast to see like, where's Melissa now? Like where's Mitten Major now? Because you're just, you're so awesome. And, um, so before you go, if you can tell people, um, where to find you, where you're going to be, um, if they're listening, cause we have, you know, I've been searching to see where are people listening from. They're literally listening from all over. So where can they, they can find you online and in store. Yeah, so they can find me online um, at just www.mintonmajor.com, and we're constantly adding new things every day um, to the website, and we ship um, in the U.S. and Canada. And then with um, our shopping at the Kenilworth, we're there through June, so we are at the upper level um, at the Kenilworth Shops in Towson near the Trader Joe's. And we also are doing some remote events and we actually have an awesome event coming up, a little mini pop-up at the Pendry Hotel in Fells Point 
on Friday the 13th um, from 1 to 7 p.m. And that's really just to connect with our customers in the city. Uh, so if people are local, they can, you know, find us all those different places. Um, if they are not local, obviously they can shop us online. That's awesome. And then you are on Instagram too, is it? Where you have a big following there too. Yeah, so we're on Instagram, just at Minton Major, and we're also on Facebook. So if anybody has any questions ever, um, I run the Instagram, so I'm always the one answering, um, you know, any questions, whatever people need, I'm really 24-7 available to them. I love it. I love it. So everyone, I hope that you got so much inspiration from listening to Melissa and I hope that you follow her. Um, seriously, like she just did, I saw she did like a photo shoot, like Minton Majors, actually a fun boutique to follow. Like I feel like there's always something going on, something exciting. Um, and just, she has really unique pieces and I think that you're just going to love it. So Melissa, thank you so much for being on here. I can't thank you enough for taking the time out to inspire others and share your story. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everyone. I'll see you later. Thank you so much for listening to the inspire her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends, tag me on Instagram, Insta Stories, or Facebook, and let's inspire her together.